to college, my cousin was just like, yo, why are you like, you gonna stay being in this space? Like, he was like, right, don't you like, don't you wanna know how good you could be? Like, don't you see like, like I think, like I was big 12 freshman of the year, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, don't you see like, wouldn't you rather sit in a space of like, like kind of like the, the positive of the side of it. Yeah. Right? Like, what if you are that great though? Right. Like, what if you don't fail? What if you really are that freaking amazing? Like, What's up guys, welcome back to Behind the Number, where we are redefining the student athlete experience through personal stories. This week, I'm so excited. We have Imani McGee Stafford, y'all. WNBA, a poet. She just honestly, just a fun-filled, down-to-earth, talented person. And I'm so excited to jump into this episode. But before we do, just a couple of reminders and announcements. In the show notes, there will be a link for Candid Conscious Conversations. It's where student athletes can come together and really talk about what they're going through in their experience. Whether it may be, you know, struggling with COVID and eligibility, struggling with academic load, whatever it is, it's a place for athletes to come together and just get perspective, some inspiration. I always have like a guest that comes and gives some insight from in and around the sports industry. So if you're interested or your student athletes would be interested, just click the link in the show notes and sign them up and they'll get a heads up on the next conscious conversation. In addition to that, we also are hosting with I Am Mentally Tough. We're in a collaboration with the Intro to Athlete Development. We're so excited to be teaching your athletes just the foundation of confidence, motivation, and vision. This is what we're starting off with. And it's going to be an interactive session via Zoom, one hour. And we really just want you to be there. Your student athletes will definitely walk away with actionable steps. So if you are interested for your team, for one person, um, just click that link in the show notes as well. Fill out a form and we'll get right back to you. But for now, let's hop into the episode. Thank you for joining us again. Hi, Money. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank all you right. for me. No problem. No problem. So I like to hop right into it. All right. So you have a long track record of playing ball, taking a break for law and then being transparent with poetry. But I want to take it back to what was it like as a child when it comes to athletics and basketball? My whole family plays basketball. My mom is in the Hall of Fame. My older brother is a three-time NBA champion. My dad played in college and a little bit overseas. His sister played in the WNBA and in college and is now a head coach at North Carolina Central. So like basketball is always around. Like, right, was, basketball literally <laughs> was life. Yeah. No, actually like ball is life. Um, <laughs> and so like I was late to the game cause I'm a rebel. So I try to do everything but basketball. And then like, I also got in trouble a lot growing up. So like the first thing my dad threw away was basketball. So I didn't start playing until like eighth or ninth grade. But like, I was always around it. I was always at a game. I was right. always watching the game. Um, and like, you know, like the best games growing up are like those with you and your cousins and y'all finna fight in the front yard. <laughs> so like that. Yeah, those are games you remember like, oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so you said eighth or ninth grade. That's a little late. So did you yeah. always know you wanted to go far with basketball though? Or was it, no. So this no, wasn't whole, even expected. No, my whole family makes fun of me now, like to this day. Cause I swear, I say I'm never gonna play the WNBA. I don't wanna be a pro basketball player. I'm just playing so I can go, so I can go get a job and like get a free education, whatever, whatever. Like, 
it wasn't like it just wasn't for me like baller's life was never like my thing it was like baller is a mean sweater (laughs) (laughs) so when did the switch happen um honestly not till college like my junior year I got sur- I got injured and I had surgery mm-hmm. and like I came back way too early. Like my I got my school forced me to come back super duper early. But mm-hmm. like that entire season, I was basically on one leg. Like I wouldn't practice. I would only do walkthroughs. Like when we started doing like what the other team was gonna do, like the plays yeah. and stuff, that's when I would get off the bike and go participate. And that was it. And then I played 30 minutes a game. That was my entire junior year. And mm-hmm. came to the end of the season. And that was the farthest we gotten since like 2000 something. And we got to the Sweet 16 and I made all Big 12. And, and I was just like, I did this on one leg. Like, damn. <laughs> and people were like, oh, I want to do that. And you're over here like, oh, no problem. I was like, maybe I'm good and I should think about this. And then also that was the first summer I had to get a real job because in order to graduate with a degree in accounting, you had to get an internship. So yeah. like I went and I did my internship and like I enjoyed it, but also I had 30 minutes for lunch and I had to, you know, wake up. And even, even to the point of like my first year uh, playing pro, I didn't go overseas right after season. I didn't go overseas in January because I wasn't going to go at all. What? Um, so this whole ride is basically like, I mean, I guess it was never, <laughs> it was never like a planned thing. On the low, for real though. Cause like, I just really was like, I'm gonna be an accountant. I'm gonna be a CPA. Like the reason I went to Texas cause they have a five year progressive master's program. Mm-hmm. So I graduated with a master's in accounting and been able to sit for the CPA immediately. Um, and that's why I went to Texas, literally. Uh-huh. And like my senior year, I kind of had to make decisions cause I needed to apply for the program. But I was like, oh, I'm really gonna get drafted. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do? Like, and it kind of started being like that. And I was married at the time too. And my husband was, um, he did a rest year year, so he was behind me. Oh. So like, I was like, I don't want to go overseas. Like, I'm going to just stay with him. But then, like, we were poor. So I was like, maybe I should go overseas. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should take that basketball. Man, so it, it definitely was a progression. Right. For sure, for sure. Yeah, oh, my God. I can't even imagine just being like, I mean, yeah, I got drafted. Oh, oh, this is a thing. Fine, I'll go to the WNBA, no problem. And you're just like, what? Like literally, I never thought I was good enough, I guess. Like I didn't, cause like, cause like when you think about the other, like me and Bree Stewart are the same class, mm-hmm. right? And like literally the way I got ranked in high school was cause I blocked Bree Stewart at the camp. Nobody knew who I was, wasn't nobody keeping me and I blocked Bree Stewart. And everybody was like, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bree, right. Bree been Bree since we was like 14. Like right. she's never not been Bree Stewart. Like yeah, she's been at <laughs> you come and it's just like, Facts, like literally to this day, like bro, like I got on because of you. Shout out to you, like for real. <laughs> like, and so I just never thought I was good enough because like yeah. I wasn't one of those like all all day kids. Mm-hmm. Like I was a nerd, read books. I was always in the library. Like I did theater. I sang. I write. Like I just wasn't basketball. Man, was like I'm creative. I enjoy it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I was. Yeah, I wasn't like ballers like I just kind of felt like I wasn't the one. Like I don't know. Like I just felt like I wasn't good enough because I didn't like. I didn't breathe that like everybody else did. Well, I love that you talk about confidence. Let's touch on confidence real quick, right? So what would you, like, how did you build yourself out of those moments that you didn't feel enough, like imposter syndrome? Even as a kid, how did you build yourself out of that? And did you feel some like type of, I guess, not as confident um, because you had so much history of basketball in your family? 
man so like it definitely that's like a work in progress right like I still deal with imposter syndrome especially just doing the work I do right like I talk about mental health and I'm always like like there literally was a point in my life where I was like bro like you talk about mental health but you hopping on and off your meds every couple months like who are you like what are you doing right and like it definitely like I I think it's a it's an ever-evolving thing right like it isn't it's an ever it keeps going but growing up like I was always scared to fail more than I wanted to succeed. Mm. Like I was, especially because I'm naturally talented, right? Right. I made varsity in high school, hadn't really played basketball that much before because I was 6'5 as a freshman in high school. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> I, I, because, and I tell people this all the time, especially when I talk to kids, I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't know how to work hard until very, very late, but also I'm 6'7. Right. So, Some things like, are just on my side. Ex- like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of it was just me being so scared to fail. Cause I'm like, if I do, if I just try where I'm at right now, my 75% is kind of like most people's hunted, like right. not even arrogant stuff. Just like I was really talented. Things come to me easily. Mm-hmm. And I learned the game visually before I learned it physically. So I may not have been able to do something, but I could tell you why I should have done this or what mm-hmm. I did wrong. I understood the game. Yes. So like for me, I was like, I would rather be able to say like, man, I didn't get what I wanted because I didn't go as hard as I should have. But if I would have went as hard as I should have, I probably would have got it. <laughs> as opposed to me saying like, yo, I gave everything I got and I still came up short. Like that scared the hell out of me. That was like my biggest fear. Right. And I remember like maybe sophomore year of college, junior year of college, my cousin was just like, yo, why are you like, you gonna stay being in this space? Like he was like, right, don't you like, don't you want to know how good you could be? Like, don't you see like, like, I think, like, I was big 12 freshman of the year, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, don't you see, like, wouldn't you rather sit in a space of, like, like kind of like the, the positive of the side of it, Yeah. Right? Like, what if you are that great, though? Right. Like, what if you don't fail? What if you really are that freaking amazing? Like, you I love know that. that than to always, like, maybe, well, maybe. And mm-hmm. so, like, it took me a while to get to that point. And sometimes um, you need that. Sometimes you need somebody to breathe some life into you, you know? For sure. And I think um, it just took me a while. And then also just like being a pro, right? It's mm-hmm. being a pro is weird, especially for me, because I've played for three teams and five coaches. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so how did I, you adapt to all those different like style? Okay. There did, I, oh, did I? <laughs> did I? <laughs> but that's literally like, no, was like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Right. Like, as soon as I would get comfortable, I would have to start from zero. As soon as I felt like, yo, this is my year. I would have to be back at zero and learn a new person and do something else. And like, it's crazy because if you look at my career and like, just look at every year, I have an entirely different style of play. What's up guys. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I wanted to hop in and give you the first half of the discount code. If you're new to the podcast first, I need you to hit the subscribe button and join the community. Also, I give you two codes throughout the episode that you can use on our weekly promotion that's listed in the show notes. So the first half of your discount code is FUN. F-U-N. FUN. Let's hop back into the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing about like people that are really like the goats out here or like the, the MVPs, the all-stars, they gonna be them. That's when you're not them. And yeah. it's a confidence thing where they had the comp. While me, for a long time, I was like, well, this coach wants me to do this. This is what they want me to do. Whether I can do more or less, I'm going to fit into this mold because I want to play. Ooh. I might have been a 30-minute player had I just played the way I know I'm comfortable doing. 
as right. opposed to being like, I know I can get this 15 if I just do what they say and sit in this space and you know what I mean? So it's the confidence like now, like I know I can do this and I'm gonna do it. I don't really care what you're saying, like watch, right? And, and how important is a coach for the coach to like recognize your style of play and be able to be like, no, that's not a thing. It's unrealistic mm. um, because as much as you want to say like, that's what a great coach is. A coach ain't a, they don't really need to do that all the time. And they may not have the energy to do that for 12, 13, 14, 15 people, right? They're probably gonna do that for four people, the ones that they're paying the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. The reality of it, right? So like, even like, like Pokey Chapman is my coach and soulmate. I love her to this day. She, she drafted me out of college and then got fired the next year. Yeah. And I haven't, we have just not come back together for <laughs> one day. But that's what Pokey used to coach the hell out of me. And it was funny because I remember somebody saying on my team was just like, I've never seen her coach a player like this. Like, but also I came into a situation like wanting to be coached. Like, tell me I suck. Tell me. Help me. (laughs) Like, what am I doing right and wrong? Can you please let me know? And that's important too as, that's the responsibility as an athlete too, right? To not always want to be around, oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, you're doing it right. Like, no, 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 no. no. Like, cause that's the thing, like, even if you're doing it amazingly, you gotta be comfortable enough to let somebody be like, call you out and be comfortable in that space. And like, that's hard. And then this egos, right? And then this money and it, it's so much stuff that goes into being a pro that isn't necessarily X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And you gotta kind of understand that like, even just being in Dallas, right? Like my coach, um, Brian Agler is, is, he reminds me of my college coach. So I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a jerk. You're gonna, like, you know what? But I get you, whatever. I get it. Like, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I laugh. What you say makes me laugh. It doesn't hurt my feelings, whatever. Right. To the point where I would come out, I would come out the first half, and when we would run out, I would like tap him on the chest. Nobody ever touched him. And I come back into the huddle and be like, y'all, if I don't play in the second half, it's because I touched him. And I just, <laughs> so it's not me. <laughs> like, bro, I used to mess with him all the time. And like, but the thing was, like, you have to be understanding because he was going to coach certain people way harder than he coached other players. Mm-hmm. And it's the maturity to say like, that's just how life goes. Yeah. Right. It's maturity to say like, this isn't personal. This ain't right. This ain't about that's just what it is. Like if I know that if, even if I know that this person is wrong and that, and I'm getting yelled at in this play, but really it wasn't my fault. I can't sit there and be like, but I, cause I already know he's not going to cuss her out. Right. Like he's not going to get on her like that. Right. So that's how just, do you get over that as an athlete? Let's say that's happening to some student athletes now. How do you go get over that hump? And in a way that you don't not give 100%, you know, like you don't look at it and be like, you know what, what's the sense of trying this hard if you're not even giving me the recognition? So it's maturity, right? And it also is still so like the difference between college and pro is when you're in college, they need you to succeed. Ooh. Their success is is very tied to yours as a pro I get rid of you I replace you I draft someone else I trade you your success my success is not contingent upon yours because I can move things around in college I I have to give you this one year scholarship and depending on what what like what league you're in it might be four years right it just kind of depends on where you're at but at the end of the day for this one year we tie together I can't do nothing for it. We tied together. So the 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 kind of motivation, the investment is different as opposed yeah. to when you're a pro, especially depending on where you're at. Like Brian Agger is a vet coach. 
Mm-hmm. So he's not going to tell you like, you didn't play today, go do extra workout. Right. So if I haven't played in 10 games and I'm not getting extra work, I'm not in the same shape as everybody else is. Right. And if I'm not taking that step to be like, all right, I got to go do an extra work. Or I got to come in early and get this in. Then like, it's, it's not going right. to happen. Okay. You know what I mean? And then it's like, what happens when, when my number gets called and I don't got, and I don't got the gas to go? Am I going to blame myself? That's on me. Mm-hmm. So it's about like, I think the maturity of it all and understanding that coaches have more to deal with than just you. Mm-hmm. Like the ego part of it, which is, is not a negative thing when I say ego, mm-hmm. it's a natural thing, right? Because in your mind, you're trying to figure out how do I succeed? How do I be best? These are my goals within the team goals. Where do I line up? And in the coach's mind, I got to do that for 15 people. Right. And then go home and live their own lives. Exactly. So while you're thinking, man, he trying to do that. He's not even thinking about you. He literally like, I need to win this game. This is what's going to do. Or like, I need to keep my job. I need to do, like, he's not thinking like, how do I make you right. today or make you, ha-? like, he like, bro, this is what I got to do. I got to move these pieces and put them here and having the mental space to be like, I'm not going to get treated like them, but that's not going to change how I work. Cause how I work is for me, mm. especially in WBA. Cause I'm yeah. going to, right. I play 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Like I'm still trying to get another job. So if mm. I choose this, if I choose to take this time during this season, being mad that I'm not getting treated fairly or like the other player, I'm not gonna be ready to go overseas. Yeah. So it, it's about understanding like the discipline and all this stuff is for me, no one else. Right. As much as you say, like, play for the name in front of your jersey. When I get on the court, yeah, I'm playing for the name in front of my jersey. But as a pro, like, I'm also inherently playing for my brand, right? So mm-hmm. if, I, if, I work, if I work hard, I don't work hard. Like, even right now, right? Like, like I've decided to take two years off from the game, and I have a contract when I come back. I literally have a contract. But that's a reflection of the work you put in, like you were just saying. Because if they didn't see you put in this work and you didn't have the track record, then they wouldn't really they will they basically trust you to do what you have to do in the, while you're taking this leave of absence exactly and that that's like mondo respect i wasn't expecting that at all i was expecting them to cut me be like great job we appreciate you great luck like whatever because right now they literally are liable to me so when i come back and play i gotta play for them and they also you know like granted they can cut me in camp whatever but right. they gotta give me they gotta save a spot for me right and like they didn't have to do that at all so like that's that's the mindset of like he know I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna work, and like I've, I've ne- you know what I mean. So like it, yeah. it's about understanding that it's more than just the court part now, because I'm a pro. So it's my brand. It's my name. It's what are people saying when I leave the gym? So we talked about confidence, self love, and self care, and all that. And I want to touch on you wrote in the Players Tribune, and you were talking about how you were very transparent and vulnerable through poetry, right? So why did you choose that form of ex- form of expression? Um, so I can sing a little bit. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you do it all. Take care. All that. Um, and so when I was younger, I really believed I was going to be the next Alicia Keys. Um, and I wrote songs and like, I had planned out like my debut album. It was real. And, um, you really had a vision. This wasn't right. basketball. You had a vision for this one. And then I kept growing and like ruined things. But, uh, <laughs> when I was in second grade, Seventh grade English, we did a, a unit about the Diary of Van Frank and Tupac, but his poetry. Um, mm. And one, I didn't know Tupac wrote poetry. I didn't even really understand what poetry was at the time. And then also, Anne Frank, her voice still being relevant almost a, 
century later was wild to me like that that a little girl could have that much impact and and to this day I'm obsessed with the holocaust and like everything about it um but the fact that a little girl could have that impact and um it's just it kind of changed me so I started writing poetry and I kind of like never looked back um and I like I figured out quickly like if I said like yo I write I wrote something you want to hear everybody be like yeah I want to hear and like I didn't get a lot of attention like growing right. up. I come from a household that was like, let's sit down and have dinner and talk about our day. But if I wrote something, everybody wants to hear. So like that was kind of like mm. how it manifested itself. Like I love that. So you write through poetry, right? What resource or what other forms of expression would you recommend student athletes to express themselves through? Like say if they're yeah. having a tough time, happy, sad, whatever it is. I just say find another outlet because like the thing about being an athlete, especially in college, like if that's your only positive outlet or your only thing to kind of make you feel human, like it could be taken away. Mm. So what do I do now? So like my biggest thing is just like, is really just, um, you know, like nurture your entire identity. So Mm -hmm. if that's like on Sundays or off days, I take two hours and I just listen to music or I go to a park or I like, you know, like you got to like pick other things up because like whether it ends tomorrow, next month, next year, 10 years, it's going to end. And like athletes always have that problem of, okay, who am I now? Because I've spent so much time making myself this person. Yeah. And so like, I'm lucky because I came to sports late, right? So I already knew that I love to sing. I already knew that I love to write. I already knew that like, I enjoyed these different things and I love to read, like different things brought me joy because I hadn't spent my formative years being an athlete. Right. So uh-huh. I kind of had the flip side of that, but most athletes started seven, eight. I've spent 10 years by the time I get to college being this athlete. And then I get in college and they make me more of this person. Right, molding so, you to be like this one person. person. But that's a good segue into my next question, though, because it is about identity. So what advice would you give to the student athlete and maybe a parent or a coach when it comes to getting getting these young athletes, like young, like seven, eight, nine, to look at themselves as like more than just their sport? Like to go to somewhere and be like, oh, yeah, I'm an elite basketball player, but like I write, too. Oh, I sing, too. Like, yeah. you know, so to be- basically start building that diverse portfolio, what advice would you give? You're going to hate me because I'm going to have them in everything, okay? Hey. They're going to be like, do I have to? Mom, it's starting. It's hard to be quiet. Like, right? Like, so be like, no, you know, you got music on Mondays, <laughs> on Tuesdays, you got fencing. Like, we're going to be doing all this, okay? Exactly. Because I think, like, especially for Kids, when I tell kids they always be talking about, they be like, well, what do I do? I'm like, bro, have fun. Mm. Have fun. Like, just enjoy whatever this gives you, whatever feeling this gives you, enjoy it because you're going to, you have so much time for it to be serious. So I hate when I see parents that are like, first of all, I can't even watch like peewee basketball. I think it's terrible. Oh, I can't like, Let's go. Let's go. I'm not built for it. I'm not like, I cannot sit through this terrible. I can't do it. I'm and like, so- this kid just wants ice cream right now. Exactly. Like- <laughs> <laughs> talk about play defense. This kid is like, be what? <laughs> Can I get a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> So like, I just tell kids don't specialize, like let your kid play everything until they're 12. Mm. So like, I'm so big on like, man, let your kids have fun. Let them do a hundred things. 
don't don't try to make them be this super basketball player that's working out and doing and like I it's so crazy because I didn't even do extra workouts like outside of regular organized sport until wow. maybe junior year of high school. Like I had a, I played that's a total opposite, right? From when they're like, okay, after school I'm gonna practice more, then I'm gonna go to travel league, pick up games, and you're like, like I played AAU basketball, but like we didn't. I wasn't like getting that one-on-one workout and then going to school. What? <laughs> I mean, like, this is cool, but I'm, no. Like, so it's crazy to me to see like these kids and like the little Jalea, Jayla, the little girl with the curly hair. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. But she's, she's been doing it since she was like, she's like 11 now. She's I was been about doing to say, but like, she's fire. Like, Bruh, I'm like, I just don't understand. Right, right, Like, right. I just feel like you gotta like, let these kids be kids, bro. Like you got a long time for them to take stuff seriously. And for like, I wish that I would have truly understood this is the best time of your life. <laughs> like, yeah, but like as that young, you're not gonna know that, right? Not that young, you're not gonna know that. And this leads into my last question for you. See, you end right when I'm about to begin the next question. It's perfect. Hello, so I'm just dropping in to give you the second half of your discount code and it's times. So your full discount code is fun times. Don't forget to head to the show notes and see what's the promotion of the week. Let's hop back into the episode. So in the same like Players Tribute article, right, you said, I want to be who I needed when I was a child or at least help to create a world she should have been able to live in. All right, so I want to know, going back and knowing all that you know now, the experiences you've been through, how you build yourself up out of certain things, what advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think when I think back, I say slow down. Mm. Um, like, I, I grew up in abuse, so obviously there's a lot I couldn't, I couldn't control. But like, I remember being 13, 14, being like, I'm going away for college, I'm never coming back. And I really didn't. Um, I didn't come home for five years after I left. Um, but I, I wish I would have understood just the purpose in every season, in every age. And like, like I, I can't imagine being growing up with social media now, because you know, like we just had MySpace. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we were getting like a little, if you don't get top five, I'm like, and a razor, and a razor phone, right. even on the, on it during the day. Like, you had to wait to get home. <laughs> you had to wait to get home with little aim messages. Like, my, um, my thing was like Brooklyn girl. I don't know what it was. I was got you like in tall girls. <laughs> That's such an aim day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, just take take your time, slow down, yes. and just enjoy what it is to be in that moment. Like, I wish I could have go back and like really have no bills and no responsibilities and genuinely be able to do what I want and not have to worry about the consequences of my actions. And right. I just think like we are so quick to grow up and we're growing our kids up so soon. And I know that's so cliche, but like, man, just enjoy being a kid and like keeping kids kids. Guys, I literally could not stop laughing throughout this episode. So we were doing this <laughs> on Zoom. So seeing Imani's reactions and how she speaks was just so funny. And I hope you guys just had as much fun as I did listening to the episode. 
don't forget to leave a review. Tell me how you like the episode. And also don't forget to head to the website, use your promotion. You have the intro to athlete development to sign up for your student athletes and also the candid conscious conversations, which are totally free. It's a great way for your athletes to just lay it out on the table. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you guys next time.